1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard With no real sign of things settling down after a dramatic weekend Rangers terminate James Sands' loan deal as the squad revamp begins after the cup final defeat Jim Goodwin is set for the manager's job at Dundee United And Partick Thistle boosts their playoff chances as Dundee's championship title charge falters I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley the last three or four days, Gordon, have been absolutely crazy in Scottish football, and that's why we love it. Uh, unfortunately, firstly, Liam Fox obviously losing his job. We've been seeing some of the names linked with that, and then Jim Goodwin comes out of nowhere and gets that job today. Um, you know, first game being at home to Aberdeen as well. Couldn't have felt a better time for him, I suppose. And Sunday's Cup final. I know it's been a few days on, but me personally really, really enjoyed it. And like you said, Michael Bill has now started revamping his squad ready for next season. Yeah, massive, massive um, few days of Scottish football Reflecting on the, the game on Sunday I, I, Still question marks for me Did did Michael Beale get his selection right or wrong? For me, I think he got it slightly wrong And might regret it And look back that if he'd done things differently The, the outcome might have been different You two are bang smack in the middle of it You know, Wednesday night to state the obvious Yes, the rear view mirror You start to see the cup final But it then very quickly becomes about what the reaction is like then And for instance as we say It's all linked James Sands today I'm sure we'll get into that Is this the, the revamp that Michael Beale speaks about That some of the Rangers fans are calling for Is this at beginning And then straight away Now it, it slowly starts to become Okay what kind of reaction do you get You certainly can't afford to add A widening gap in the league to, to that cup final defeat And then Celtic fans will be the opposite They'll be expecting foot to the floor Press mm-hmm. on and uh, see what happens from here. Yeah, I think one of the positives for, for Rangers out of that game was the way they finished the game, though. So, you know, I think if they'd have started well and then finished poorly, then you'd have been speaking about a reaction. I think he would just go to his Rangers players, listen, we need to, the last 25, half an hour of that game, that's how we need to be going forward for the rest of these games if you've got any chance of kind of catching Celtic. And that starts on, on Saturday. I think that game takes care of itself. Um, you know, I think Rangers obviously at home are very, very difficult to beat. But I think that the Sands one is, is really interesting because he's not wasting any time. He could have waited till the summer to terminate that. But I think he's just been honest with the lad and said, listen, you're not going to get much football between now and then. Uh, 0141-951-1025. Come on then, that is the number you need. Please give us a call right now and put all your footballing thoughts across to Cami Bell or Marvin Bartley. There aren't many places. In fact, I don't think there are any places in the footballing world where three days after a game you would phone up and talk about that game, but this might just be one of them. Uh, But maybe we can move on a little bit, particularly that news today. Rangers fans looking at you to kick off James Sands. His loan deal has been terminated. First obvious question would be, is that the right call? Is it the wrong call? Maybe been unfair I'm not sure too many of you Will phone up and, and complain as such but, but what do you make of it What about uh, the timing of it What does this say about Where the squad is at What does this say about Some of the recent recruitment Does this need to be The first of many What does the rebuild look like So your overall reaction please To the termination of James Sands' loan deal What do you make of it Rangers fans Quite simply Pick up the phone right now please uh, and let us know 01419511025 at Celtic fans I know everything will seem a bit rosier uh, in your garden but what are you thinking then as we reach the midway point of this week 01419511025 I would love to hear from some Dundee United fans by the way Jim Goodwin 
A managerial debut perhaps At home to Aberdeen of all teams On Saturday evening uh, What would you make of that? Is he the man for you? Are you happy to see that? I don't think it's been officially confirmed yet But he's, he looks on course for it uh, Would that be the right call for you? Or would you rather someone else? Same number 01419511025 uh, And just a bit of a sad one I suppose To mention at the top of the show I know everyone uh, connected with Scottish football Want to pass on their condolences Thoughts with the family and friends Of Morton legend uh, Alan McGraw Who sadly passed away Of course I think the main stand At Capital was recently named In his honour wasn't it So that gives you A flavour of what he meant to people uh, In that neck of the woods But any of the above Or something different Maybe you want to surprise me Maybe you've got a left field Topic on your mind It's the same number 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB all good at Queen of the South You've got no breaking Exclusives you want to tell us about To kick off the show <laughs> No 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 Have you break, got a no Queen of the South news. story That can knock the League Cup final Off the top spot of tonight's show No I no, wish I did okay. go and I can make something up No, no? I'd rather okay, you didn't <laughs> uh, Anyway Let's get stuck in When we can Um 01419511025 I mention it until I'm blue in the face At the start of the show Just in case you are uh, In any doubt And you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB um, I think already we'll start to hear From Michael Beale tomorrow It's that type of week um, Where it becomes very quick uh, And we do start looking ahead So um, Pick up that phone And let us know your thoughts Let's start with that news Today then if we can In terms of that That revamp Rangers fans That was the word Michael Beale was very keen uh, to use He rejected the word rebuild And said it was more of a Revamp And I wonder if James Sands Is part one Of that What did you make of that Cammy, When you heard the news today? Um, listen I wasn't too surprised um, it, it does make sense Falling in with a, the MLS season um, About to begin So I wasn't too surprised I didn't expect to see James Sands Having many minutes Between now and the end of the season He wasn't really in Michael Beale's plans um, and yeah, it might just be the first step of obviously moving forward. There's going to be a lot of movement in the summer. Rangers do need to to bulk their squad with good quality. Um, so I think there there will be a number of new faces in during the summer. Yeah, you make of it? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Cammy. I think it would have been an honest conversation. I think Sands would have said, you know, how much football I'm going to play. Um, and if Michael Bill, you know, thinks it's not going to be a lot, then it does make sense for him to go back. And as Cammy said, there the MLS season getting going. I mm. think they got a game on Sunday, so you know it works best for both parties. There's no point wasting anybody's time, and you know Rangers save a little bit of money between now and the end of the season on his wages. Mm, let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan. I know lots of hangover thoughts from the weekend, Andy. Just quickly on today's news as well. What do you make of that, James Sands? Is that the right call? I take it he didn't have much of a future at the club in your mind. Yeah, 100%. I thought, I thought he should be away in December, to be honest with you. Um, the laddie was never going to make it, unfortunately. I, I don't think just, I don't think he's just good enough. Um, he didn't get a lot of chance, right enough. I mean, he was playing, playing predominantly, uh, in centre half position, but, um, I think it's, I think it's the right decision, totally and completely. Yeah. Did we ever see, what was his best position? I mean, the, I guess part of Rangers' problem this season was that he played a lot at centre back as, as Andy said in, in some big games and so on Was he good enough To force his way Into the midfield either Cammy? Did we see enough of him What, what would he make of it um, nah, I, I genuinely don't think He was good enough um, to, to force his way in With the midfielders That Rangers have At the moment At their disposal um, He would have been Down the pecking order For me And uh, he filled in it Centre half And listen He'd done as good a job As he could have done At the time They were they were really struggling For bodies in that position Obviously Lundstrom as well Has filled in At centre half So it was a time for 
a period where Rangers didn't really have defenders, they were struggling with injuries, um, and and he done a good enough job in that position. But I just don't think he's a guy that we'd look at going forward as going to be a guy who's going to be a starter for Rangers. Mm. And Rangers need to start signing players who can play week in, week out, not just squad players. They need mm. guys who are starters. I must admit, this shocked me because you kind of forget how many games are involved when you play in Europe. James Sands has played 27 times this season. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when I looked it up earlier. Uh, granted, he's not started a league game in, in quite some time, and we know that a lot of his Champions League involvement was... Yep. You know, circumstantial. Yeah. Um, but so, again, I remember when he arrived, like the night he signed, I think we had an American football journalist mm-hmm. on. He'd call himself a soccer journalist, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and it was sort of that age old thing about is versatile good? Or does it leave you sort of wondering what people really are? Do yeah. you see what I mean? What Did he fall victim of that? I think so. And like you said, he made 27 appearances, but how many of them were, like you said, filling in? You know, and, and that's the thing. It was always one of them. They probably looked at him and said, "Oh, we can play at centre half. We can play holding midfield." But when they had a fully fit squad, he he would never have been starting games, and that and that's a difficulty for him. Um, listen, you can't question kind of his attitude and his application when he put the Rangers shirt on. Um, but I just think in terms of quality, mm-hmm. you know, if you had your starting eleven out there, he was never going to be in it. And you know, as Cami said, there Rangers don't have time for too many players like that to carry. Scored the winner to send Rangers through in the Scottish Cup against Partick Thistle. That was the goal that no one remembers from that game. Worth his weight in gold then. Just just a couple of weeks ago. Andy, are you the are you the type that looks at that today and and draws conclusions about the wider picture about overall recruitment and I know you can't get everyone right that that goes without saying but is that an example of, of ones that haven't worked out? Yeah, totally completely I don't think Sands was ever going to work out to be honest with you I've seen him well I've seen him almost every game he's played and the laddie unfortunately just wasn't good enough To be um, fair yeah, I mean Cammy to be fair I was going to say about recruitment it's didn't get it right Rangers obviously if you terminate a loan deal that's quite clear but it wasn't didn't sign him for five million and get it wrong. Yeah. So do you get away with it on that, or is it still one that ultimately just you know didn't quite make the mark? Yeah, I think he hasn't made the mark. And again, I agree that listen, not having a, a defined position um, does harm you. It's a, it's a really difficult one. He was just filling in. He was a he was a decent player, um, but just couldn't nail down a, a starting spot for Rangers. But again, Michael Beale said. Um, openly that he's not a huge fan of loan players either he wants players that are yeah, at the true, club yeah. so he wants players and again that'll be in the back of his mind moving forward he'll want to to get rid of this sort of loan that the Rangers have used too many loans over the last couple of seasons for me they want players that are permanent at the club that are playing for Rangers and the future's going to be at Rangers as well so that's maybe just a little statement of where Michael mm. Beale's going to go with his loan signings as well yeah I, statement's an interesting word I must admit I don't know if I've been hanging around with Hugh Keevans too long uh, When I read that story today Or when I saw the headline Maybe quite cynically I thought mm, This timing's interesting It's almost like In this week Where all the fans are saying right, We need to improve We need to revamp We need to clear out Use whatever phrase you want Rangers have, have done that This week They've made they've sort of made a statement They've made a point of Moving out a first team player um, When you read more of the detail it, it, Maybe the timing does marry up Because of the MLS season yeah. So maybe it makes sense but if you allow me a little bit of Keevan's cynicism, no, no. allowing you none of it, no, none okay. at all. And, and like you said, it's just it's just the timing, isn't it? It's just the mm. timing to get him back and to give the guy a fair chance to go there and play. <sighs> That's that then. That's, That's me it. having my fun. <laughs> um, are you over Sunday yet, Andy? No, not at all. Uh, I thought they were 
the loads of mistakes made. First of all, the midfield that started, I thought it was totally, completely wrong. I would have had them um, Raskin, uh, Sands, enough Sands, <laughs> uh, Jack. <laughs> there you go. Eh? Uh, Raskin, Jack, and um, Cantwell starting. Uh, I thought Wunstrom was shocking. Tillman, I don't think, was fit. Uh, uh, then when he didn't play that team, he made fat. He should have changed it at half time, totally and completely. Changed the midfield completely at half time. No way to 65 minutes. And then, then he takes Morelos off when he scores, and Morelos is on a high. He takes him off and brings Cholak on. I just thought it was madness. Um, and I'm a backer, he'd be able, but um, I just thought everything about Sunday was totally and completely wrong. That is the power of this fixture I said it earlier If you know you're still angry About subs three days on That is when you know Marvin Bartley You said you were getting used To our, our ways up here Yeah Has the fallout of this, to this one Surprised you at all? A, a little bit A little bit I think you know There's been Obviously Andy said He would have changed You know the whole midfield three And I think you know Because of the impact That kind of Raskin comes on And make and, and potentially Jack You know then I think people Then say oh you know Tillman shouldn't have started I think for, for every Rangers fan Seeing that Tillman was starting And he was fit to play was a massive, massive boost for them. Uh, Raskin, I must admit, that one did really surprise me because I think he's been fantastic since coming in. I think his first start was against Partick Thistle um, in, in the Scottish, and I think he did really well, and he's done well since then. So I thought he was going to start, and I thought Kamara would have, would have partnered him. But um, listen, Michael Bill sees them every day. You know, he's, he's got a reason for those tactics, and who knows, if those three would have started, Andy, maybe they wouldn't have had the impact that they did have for the whole game that they did when they came on the pitch. Mm, thank you, Andy. 01419511025. James Indram Chapel, you over Sunday yet? Nope. I am still bailing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, go on then. We're here for you. Um, I just think that I, I can't believe that Bill got it so wrong. Uh, he's obviously sees the players that uh, Marvin said there, right? So he's the manager. He must know if they're match fit to start that match. So for me, if you go to somebody, well, if you're obviously coaching them and seeing them Monday to the Friday, and then you say to them, you're right, he must know himself if these guys are fit. He's got to know that. that see, for me, guys, right, see this start of the clue with, uh, with James Sands, I hope this is the first of many, and I hope guys like your Sakalas fall out the door, your Scott Wrights, I would get rid of Kamara as well, because on Sunday, I think my seven-year-old daughter could have flung Kamara about for fun. I thought he was so... I don't know where this guy's went it, for two years ago that was running and bossing games for Rangers. He seems to have... Looking at him, it looks like Dundee have actually conned his out a pound 50 grand for him. He actually looks like a 50 grand player. He's just... I think Bill got it so wrong. And honestly, guys, see coming away for that game um, on Sunday, I think if I'd have got um, a hold of Bill and the rest of the Rangers squad, I'd have probably rung their necks for them. I just think that we need a full clear out and see this being decent. You can't be decent and be at Rangers. We need exceptional and we need we need top class players coming in there. We need winners. I would even get rid of that. I think that I've got the scatter gun out the new. But see, look, guys like your James Taverniers. Nah, sorry. The guy's a serial loser for me now. You'll have Rangers supporters probably screaming at the radio right now. Or that he brings X, Y, and Z to the team. Guys, I've grew up with Rangers captains. Richard Goff. I've seen guys that would run through a brick wall for Rangers. They would get a hold of people in the park and actually kick their backsides while they were on the park. Tavernier just comes out with the same old sta statements. I'm sorry, it shouldn't have happened. We should have played better. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of this now. Absolutely sick of hearing this for Rangers. And watching that game on Sunday, 
guys, we're a million miles away from Celtic. Let's be honest about this. We're no one or two players away from them. Guys, we are we're years away from getting anywhere near them. Celtic had two chances and took them. That's how clinical Celtic are. And that's the be end and end all of things, guys. Your guys like Tillman, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Guys were obviously screaming about him starting, blah, blah, blah. I just thought that the guy was so... He caused the first goal. He gives the ball away and then watches his man not, not even run, trot away from him, and he just stands and watches him. That's the thing about Tillman. Tillman's already against your Dundee United's and your Ross Counties, but see when it comes to it, guys like Ryan Jack should be starting in the middle of the park for Rangers because he knows what it's all about. He gets stuck in, and that's what you need in all forum games. You need to win the battle first before you can start playing football. James, I cannot stress how glad I am you didn't phone in on Sunday because I think you would have got us taken off here. This is how angry James <laughs> is on Wednesday night. Um, and I've still got visions of James's seven year old ragdolling Glenn Kamara, I must admit. You put it quite um, in a humorous fashion. Um, what a ground covered, Cammy. I don't know where to start. The first of many, James hopes that, that um, James Sands. That this is the, the start of a, a revamp, as Michael Beale would call it, a clear out. Whatever is is that the case? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think there needs to be a freshness about the the Rangers squad. Um, but what they need to bring in is quality. I think the difference I look between Rangers and Celtic at the moment. Rangers, uh, Celtic have. 15, 16 players that can start again Absolutely no problem For me there's always question marks Over the Rangers starting 11 And nobody's nailed down their place I think Rangers need to start signing um, Starting players rather than just squad players And Michael Beale said that The guys that will come in will be starting players Raskin, well why didn't he start in a, in a League Cup final? That would be my question to Michael Beale He, he made that statement before um, a few months ago My signings that will come in Will be starting players And he didn't start One of these guys That I think he should have Started on Sunday And I just think It was a mistake But I do think There's going to be A big clear out I would say Six or seven players Have to move on And there needs to be Quality brung in Because no point In moving these guys on If you're not bringing The right quality Does it need to be well, is, it, is it inevitably Going to have to be Familiar names And guys that play a lot I mean James Acknowledges himself There was a slight Scattergun But he's talking yep. Lundstrom Kamara Even Tavernier Who always seems to get Get brought in When, when things don't go well For Rangers On this show um, I don't agree with all of them names there Don't don't get me wrong I think James Tavernier is a fantastic player um, I think he, he brings a lot to the Rangers squad I know he's not like some of the old school Rangers captains That we've watched in the past Who are really passionate on the pitch and aggressive He's not that type of captain But he is a strong character um, he, he produces good performances for Rangers I, wouldn't, I think he gets thrown under the bus a little bit for me I, I think Tav does well um, for Rangers But there's guys in the starting team that on Sunday That I think could possibly get moved on They need a freshness They need new blood in that team um, to move forward and, and there just needs to be A more competitive edge on In Rangers' squad for me How many would you move on then Coming out of that team As a Rangers fan start, start of next season How many of them Would you be happy with Seeing in the starting team In the starting team from Sunday Yeah um, I would Or just in the squad Within that squad Within I, the squad I would say Sunday. To be honest In that starting team from Sunday I wouldn't expect there to be More than Four players Still in the starting team Next season So Raskin would be one That comes off the bench That would be Cantwell yep. So that's what's I mean I look six. at I look at Alan McGregor's Probably going to finish James yep. Tavernier I think will probably Still be in the starting 11 Connor Golson Ben Davis I don't think so Borna Barisic There's always question marks For me on In big occasions for him That, that So that's a big Big question mark Again, Tillman, was he going to be there or not? I don't know. Lundstrom, I don't think he, he would be a starting player for a, a Rangers team that's going to win a league. Same with Kamara. 
Morelos We don't know what's happening with him Fashion Sakala Again not a starter for me Ryan Kent I would keep him as a starter If we could Alright fair enough What about John Suter Coming in into that defence Would you be happy with him Or do you think they need to go Literally outside of the club And, and bring players in Because Raskin's obviously Wanting into midfield yep. You sort with Kamara totally. For example yeah, um, um, John Suter, I, I, I like him as a player The question mark over is, is his injury history How mm-hmm. long can he sustain Playing at a top level as well That's that's my mm-hmm. question mark Is the intensity that he needs to play for Rangers These games that you need to win week in, week out You're playing European football, league football You need to win all these games And can he handle that? I don't know I think he's a good enough player mm-hmm. um, It's just whether his body can handle it or not And that's where they've been caught short this season as well I think that they've They've signed guys like John Suter, who is a very good player, yeah. but they've not backed us up with with guys behind them. And as we spoke about before, they were they were struggling at starts. Even James Sand having to fill in at centre half, John Lundstrom, and that's not where Rangers should be at. Yeah, mm. thank you very much, James Syndrome Chapel. You look after yourself. You were getting more and more worked up as that went on. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good time to call. We'll try and get you on next. The voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Cammy Bell are here It's 0141 951 1025 Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB So do get in touch and let us know What is on your mind tonight? Uh, it seems like Sunday is still on people's minds Remarkably um, but there we are You can you can give us a call You can let us know uh, Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB Please do I suppose it has been taken on a bit We're always trying to at least move it on And refresh it to an extent James Sands news today That loan deal's been cut short That does uh, I guess put a, a fresh perspective on things So Rangers fans uh, What do you make of that? Is it is it the right call? Is there any doubt about that? Is that the first sign of a revamp on its way? Uh, is it a sign of things to come? What do you make of recruitment overall? That sort of thing. 01419511025. Charlie is next up. He's a Rangers fan. Any any worries? Any complaints about James Sands going, Charlie? Or are you like everyone else? Is that the right call? I don't even think he was there. You know what I mean? As far as I'm concerned. I'll take that as a yes. Uh, what was I going to say? I see the good thing about that final. We save ourselves, as far as I'm concerned, we'll save ourselves six million pounds because no way would I buy that gentleman. Uh, if he can't even what he done uh, Sunday there, I just couldn't believe it. He's supposed to be injured and all this carry on, uh, and the um, same as everybody else is saying, it's it's all dead wood. It's there. Uh, I I wouldn't get ready to have him here, but I would I'd blend. Tavernier in the background I'd put him in the, the backroom staff kind of thing play him maybe now and again uh, I, I would get rid of my eyebrows because he has been a good servant but see the rest of them nah they weren't the one single pass mark on I'm, Sunday I'm interested in Tillman though Charlie have you always felt this or what because we get accused of it being knee-jerk after these types of games I thought all Rangers fans were desperate For him to be fit for this game Because he's been such an important player In the, the last maybe six games or so In, in the lead-up to it, no? Well, put it this way These are the main games You've got to stand up to the plate You've got to come on in these games And prove yourself Especially if you're going to pay £6 million for somebody You know what I mean? I would, if he'd approved himself, fair enough But he he's just... As I say, these ordinary, like so-called ordinary games, um, 
You're talking about and you're talking about that party, party this whole game. That was diabolical. You knew yourself when after that game. I said to myself, that, is, that was dire. And uh, I walked out and I said, and see the other game, see the semi-final against uh, Aberdeen, and we and we, we just we, we thought we, we thought we were great because we beat Aberdeen, and you know what happened to Aberdeen after that? Because one of the managers got sacked, and uh, they gave it with nearly every team they played. So we were playing Mince in that game and all, but we're lucky again in the final. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, everyone, you know, everyone in them, no, everyone in them, as far as I'm concerned, could go. Kent never showed, none of them showed. Uh, it was just, it was, what it was like, it was a way, way back when uh, Coutinho was in charge and he was sitting watching 5 nothing, 4 nothing. It was a way back, just turning the clock back. See, the only person that was missing on that park is Ken Brown, but Brown, the Celtic player. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, Charlie. Rangers fans will will be hurting, but Adam, I'm lucky. You get to kind of when you similar Marvin, you get to watch it with the kind mm-hmm. of emotion removed. Celtic deserved to win at the yep. weekend. Celtic were good. Celtic showed that they're better than Rangers. So let's mm-hmm. let's make that absolutely clear. That was not the same as some of the four and five nil games that we've seen over the last few years. It just wasn't. No, definitely not. Um, you know, like you said, Celtic were, were fantastic and. You know, you need to kind of applaud them. Um, I'm actually surprised 32 minutes into the show we've not had any Celtic fans calling yet, but that's that's the story for another day. The, the whole Tillman thing, you know, there's various different people and obviously the people who've came on here saying he's not worth it. He's 20 years of age. You know, that, that's mm. the thing. Is he worth £6 million? You bet he's worth £6 million because you're buying into potential also. Listen, if he was performing week in, week out at the top of his game, you know, no disrespect, he, he wouldn't be playing in Scotland. But he's 20 years of age. I think he's someone that Cammy's talking about. And if, if Rangers can get him, you can build a team around, you know, get a good three or four years out of him and, and then sell him on potentially. So I, I get it. I get the frustrations, Charlie. I really, really do. But I think sometimes we have to take a step back and look at things. Rangers can't afford to get rid of 11 players and bring an 11 in. That's just not going to happen. So I think you have to look at the areas where you think, right, this is desperate. We need to yeah. sign players in these sorts of areas. And is that, well, I'll get to that. Having your point in a second, actually, but quickly on, on Malik Tillman, Cammy, it does yep. feel like I, I don't want us to be hypocritical about this because we spent the last couple of weeks talking about how he was Rangers' main man and the callers, maybe not Charlie to be fair, but a lot of the callers were reflecting that, pointing out the fact that he's 20. I think the fee's probably closer to is it five or six million. I won't, mm-hmm. won't split hairs over that. Yep. Um, Michael Beale's been raving about him. Is this all? Be- is this all on the back of Sunday? I, I feel as if it is, and I feel um, I, I think he's a he's a very talented player. He's still very young, and you, you can't judge one player on one game. And that's what we do in Scotland. Listen, when you play with the big two, you you sometimes do get judged on one game, and and fans will react with frustration over the result. I feel as if that's what some Rangers fans are doing at the moment. That that they're maybe just looking at Sunday's game. Malik Tillman has been has been great in recent weeks for Rangers. He's been one of the real sort of sparks for them. So um, I feel as if if they can get him to the club, develop him over the next two or three years, he's only going to get better. He will become more consistent in his performances as well. And he could have been carrying an injury and maybe was desperate to play. That's Michael Beale's decision that he makes. Is he fit enough to play? Um, Malik Tillman's been brave enough to step up and say, yes, I'm fit enough to play. I want to play in this game. And it maybe just didn't happen for him on Sunday. I wouldn't say he was the mm. only player. I wonder when you mentioned, Marvin, about that like, you just can't clear everyone. You're not going to get rid yeah. of every single player and upgrade in every single position. Is that where, is that where James Tavernier's an interesting one? Because you, 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 you may have 
slight concerns you you may think that there's potential for it for an upgrade or or whatever but is he where where would he be on the priority list is that really what you have to to look at yeah for me he wouldn't be very high up at, at all you know as he, like you said James Tavernier comes in for a lot of criticism for things that people say that he can't do but look at what he does do i mean you know who sets up the goal for for rangers at, at the weekend so I get it, but for me, a right-back isn't a priority for them. It really, really isn't. Um, yes, you know, people might not like, as Cammy said earlier, the way that he captains the side because he's not all passion and shouting, but he leads by example. There's you know, various different captains they do it in different ways. But for me, James Tavenier isn't one that needs replacing this summer or even next summer. Um, just on the Tillman one as well, quickly, Gordon. You know, Lundstrom and Kamara, who started in there with him, have came in for a kind of a lot of fire from the fans to say you know, we're really, really unhappy with them. He's almost reliant upon them as well to get him the ball in good areas you know and that's what sometimes people need to look at that he is so dependent on the other two that are in there with him so if you've got Raskin behind him and Ryan Jackie people say came on and did really really well you might be able to affect the game slightly more um, to be fair um, one thing you could legitimately argue though Cammy, regardless of whether or not you think James Tavernier needs ousted from the starting 11 ousted from the club whatever it is yeah. you still don't have anyone pushing him in that area no and that's what I spoke about before Is that Rangers' strength and depth in the squad Isn't nowhere near Celtics at the moment Celtic are so strong The substitutions that come on always have an impact Not just sometimes Always have an impact positively on the game um, And Andrew's got so many players at his disposal That he can swap and rotate his team And he can trust these players Because mm-hmm. they're all starters for me He has 16, 17 starters in his squad Rangers for me don't have that They're still trying to find their best team at the moment under Michael Bale I would say he's still tinkering with a few things that he doesn't quite know he's starting a living and who his best players are um, so yeah I, I think they really do need to start bringing in these starting players like Michael Bale said I'm bringing in any player I will sign will be a starting player but again that raised the question of why didn't he start Raskin for me one and also I could touch on Cantwell as well Mm. I mean Charlie There is still a couple of months Left of the season Do some of these guys Not have the chance To to show that they, They've got futures At the club Oh it's the easy day Now I know What I mean It's the easy day Now I know It's It's pointless What I mean You've got to do it At the beginning You've got to Start winning games Be Competitive Against Especially Celtic There's no use You turn around saying hey, Start playing new When the Everyone's done me you know what I mean? So I mean, I get that, but I, what, I, what I also assume is that Michael Beale or other people won't—they won't be as extreme in their view to begin with in terms of where those players are at. You know, Charlie's sort of presenting it as fact that they're, they're all completely hopeless, and therefore <laughs> there's no point in turning it on now. But for instance, Michael Beale's a big fan of Malik Tillman. That won't have changed drastically since I, Sunday. I can't imagine. Listen, Rangers have still got the the, the league to play for first mm-hmm. and foremost. They, they need to put as much pressure on as they can to sell it and try and claw back some points. They definitely can't let the, the gap um, get any bigger between now and the end of the season. Um, so they've got, obviously, a couple of old form games still to come up. But then they've got the Scottish Cup as well. That's a massive uh, opportunity for Michael Beale to go and get another, a trophy um, and really make a marker. And all these players will be, they will be hurting at the moment, but they've got to pick themselves up. Um, they've got a good game at the weekend. I think it's a great game for Rangers to react in a home game against Kilmarnock side, who have only picked up two points away from home this season. So it is a good game for them to have. But they've still got a lot to play for this season. Mm, interesting stuff. 01419511025. Why not give us a call? I thought Cammy had 
been quite extreme saying that maybe only four of that starting eleven got you know to start games next season. I think Charlie's gone even lower. Charlie's cleared the. <laughs> Uh, the full lot out You almost had your wish Marvin The Celtic fan called in to say Why are you not talking about Celtic You're not giving Celtic enough credit We tried to phone him back <laughs> He didn't pick up He's gone <laughs> He's gone So Chris if you're listening give But us on a... that one Like when I when I have said that I look at, look at Rangers as team and, and for me there's there's four players at the moment That won't, listen, be, that you, won't you, be at you, the club you, ba- you backed it up very well yep, I have no so, complaints Yeah there, there is There's facts behind that You see with James having a Argument that that's obviously going on at this moment yeah. in time because they've lost. If you were doing a combined eleven, who starts right back in that combined eleven between Celtic and Rangers players? Uh, Johnson, go, Ralston, or Tavernier? Um, I would go James Tavernier over the period because he's played consistently for longer. Johnson has impressed me since he's came in. I think he's been a good signing for Celtic and will fit in and be really good for them going forward. But just because the longevity that that Tavernier's played and, and the standard and the level he's played at. Yeah, and he's got what is it, fifteen goal oh, involvements eight, in twenty six games. Incredible, you know. So it's so important for Rangers, and, and Rangers fans forget about this. I think. Yeah. Do. And to be fair, I mean, Charlie also wanted to move into the backroom staff. He's thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> that even makes me feel bad. So I don't know how it's going to make you two feel. But anyway, uh, right. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. All good fun. This I think. Give us a call. We'll get you on next if we can. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley is wondering if Scottish football is always this mad three days on after a big cup final and the answer is yes we've probably not heard the end of it and Cammy Bell's been used to this before so 01419511025 don't think you're off the hook Dundee United fans it's a long show we're here until 8 o'clock and I would very much like to hear what you make of the appointment of Jim Goodwin It's not an official one It does look like it's it's on and it's, it's going to happen um, Last night, at this time, it looked like it was going to be Craig Levine Now it looks like it's going to be Jim Goodwin So give us your thoughts on that please 01419511025 Maybe you Partick Thistle fans would even like to rave about an important victory last night uh, and on the flip side, maybe the full footballing city of Dundee is just in a difficult place at the moment. They're all angry and frustrated and down about their team. So give us a call and let us know what is on your mind. John's in Blantyre. How's it going, John? Are you well? Yeah, fine, thanks. Uh, my son's supporter. I was just that comment there about you were picking James Tavernier over uh, Johnson. <clears throat> James Tavernier's won two trophies in about 10 years. The facts are the facts. No, I mean, you say what you like. The boy's a fair player, but you say what you like. There's, and there's no humility for these supporters. He's, he's quite accepted. Celtic are better. Miles better. And they say you pick him over Alistair Johnson. What has the guy won? Well, just those two trophies, I guess, that you mentioned, John. You've got the count. Um, you did You did acknowledge, Cammy, it was over the, the, the body of work. Yep. Listen, no, I, I, I think but, Alistair, but John's not buying that. Uh, no, listen, I, I, I appreciate that, but I think Alistair Johnson's a, a great player. I think he started his Celtic career very, very well. Um, but for me, James Tavernier, over the piece, um, has performed. Um, his numbers for Rangers, his stats, that he, he, the goals that he produces, the the assists that he gets. Um, he can't win trophies on his own. That that's mm-hmm. my stat. That he can't win trophies on his own. Um, I'm not saying. That over a period, if you ask me in a year's time, of is Alistair Johnson um, better than than James Tavernier? We'll we'll soon see. 
But he started his Celtic career well But for me James Tavernier can't win trophies For Rangers on his own <laughs> Let's not get lost About how we got here though Right Because Cammy has essentially said That one Maybe to Like lit- literally Hardly <laughs> any Rangers players Would get into A combined 11 So yep. that there Is a massive Bit of praise For Celtic, Celtic. Um but we've now got over into an argument over like the one or two Rangers <laughs> players that he thinks might have got in. So, um, you know what I mean, John? Rangers supporters, it's just, I mean, I remember the 90s going to the games, Rangers were miles, well, they were a bit, well, they were saying guys like Amoruso for four and a half million. I remember the days, and Rangers were better. I mean, listen, I would just, I would turn and say, they're just better, but they're just doing as you will. Fascist to Carl, I came out with these statements. You're just setting yourself up for a fall. I mean, you're just, that's just, just show a bit of humility, sportsmanship, and they never even, they never even waited for Celtic to get the trophy. That's just bad sportsmanship, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah, that's the per- the perfect thing about the Sakala that you don't need to be, you don't need to be that offended or whatever at mm-hmm. the time. And I think the pundits that were on last week just kind of said, fine, who cares? But at the same time, you're definitely, as an opposition fan, you're definitely allowed to bring it up after the game if, if yeah. you win. You know, yeah. you're definitely allowed to yeah. use it. Listen, to beat him I, with. I I don't particularly like that side of things. And Fashion Sakala saying that you're always setting yourself up for a little fall. I know it's probably tongue in cheek from him, but I, I I think you just do your business on the pitch and you show how good a footballer you are and you try and win um, the game of football. You don't need to to talk it up and say your team's a lot better than Celtic and and this that and the next. You you show your quality on the pitch and you win the game of football. That's that's how you you do your talking and. I'm not a big fan of what, what Fashion Tequila done last week. If you're one of his teammates, Cammy, in the dressing room as well, and you hear that comment and you think, you know, you, you kind of put a target on our backs now because that's then, you know, the Celtic yeah. players are known about this, aren't they, straight away? Listen, the pressure's there, as it is. Celtic Rangers match, the pressure's always there for both sets of players, and you don't want to hype it up any more than it is. Um, as I say, for me, just just put your performance on mm-hmm. the pitch, show what you can do, and win a game of football. That That's doing all your talking for you and your fans um, and, and I just don't think it was the right thing to say at the time um, Yeah, they, both can be true It can be, like that's not a huge deal at the time But it's a, people are allowed to point out that it can come back and bite you afterwards And clearly that's part of it, isn't it? Yeah, of course, listen You know, the fans get their bragging rights after after winning the game But like you said, they're going to remember every single comment um, Especially one like that But I think the players as well I really, really do I think the players, you know And, and Andrew will be saying to them Listen, this is what they think you know, kind of of us. Make sure we go out there, we put performance on, and that's probably a little bit of motivation. If Celtic needed any motivation, I don't, I don't think they actually do the way they go about their business. But for the rest of the season as well, you know, let's really put a marker down because clearly people still don't think we're the best team in the country. Um, you must be pleased with your own team's part in all this, John. Yeah, delighted. Yeah, obviously he's done a great job. And he came in, he came in last year. Last year, obviously he came in at the start, and he's. He, he was six points behind. He couldn't send a player to January. I mean, Rangers were everything. Everything was talking about how strong Rangers were, how strong they were, and the guys came in. And I, I don't think they really gave. I remember Hugh Keevan saying, uh, "About talking about, I think Hugh Keevan's the guy side before he even started." I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting against Hugh Keevan. I've got a lot of respect for him, but I think he done side before he started. And nobody says that about Stephen Gerrard. We came in. It was all about Stephen Gerrard. Stephen, Ange Postecoglou comes in. Oh, if he didn't do this, he didn't do that. He got to January, signed some players. I think it was a six-point gap. Turned it in. So, you got to have massive respect for the guy, and I hope he stays. As a Celtic fan, I'm absolutely delighted. And uh, 
It's just now that I remember years ago you were sitting in, as a substitution you'd be thinking who are they bringing on or oh, I don't know about this but now it's, you can bring on MD and you're just don't, I don't think Celtic fans worry who he brings on it's, the team's that strong the squad's that strong and he's got See, so many options, but I think, I think the guy's done an absolutely fantastic job, and I just hope as a service supporter, he stays for another couple of years. And uh, yeah, well, to be fair, you know, uh, John, sorry, that was one of the things that um, maybe got lost a little bit in the aftermath, because um, we're still banging on about the, the drama of the the, the game. But um, Ange Postecoglou made some pretty strong comments in the last after that about his, you know, his commitment and how long mm. he was going to be here and so on. So it doesn't sound like John's got anything to worry about. No, but you know, I think that the problems will come and eventually they will come because other teams further afield will be looking at Ange, there's no doubt about it. You know, the way that he's got the team playing and, and, and winning trophies and I think he's just a likable guy. You know, I think everyone in, in Scottish football, unless obviously you support kind of Rangers, really enjoy his, his kind of interviews and, you know, that he's straight to the point, he's honest, um, you know, he doesn't really get too excited about things. It's almost like an expectancy. Yeah, yes, we've won a trophy, but I expect to win trophies. Yes, we've won a game, but I expect to win games. You're top of the league, yeah, I expect that. And that's that's a real brilliant side to have to you, you know, and, and the players will really, really thrive off that because, you know, you can see demands so much from them every game and every day in training. And, and like I said, the players are really enjoying it and he makes players better also. Yeah, he, he, listen, he's been great since he's came into Scottish football. I, I really do like him. I like the way he speaks, the way that he's got Celtic as a football club running. Um, and I think that, listen, their time will come if he keeps being successful like he is at the moment, then then the big guys down south or abroad will come on and then look for to take him away from Celtic. But Celtic fans just need to enjoy him at the moment, mm-hmm. embrace what they've got. He, he's doing a fantastic job. And um, listen, we need to remember, he's came in on his own. He's, he's managed... A staff that's not his He's inherited yeah. that staff But he's embraced that And he's worked with these guys And got the best out of his staff And yeah He's, he's been a brilliant Brilliant manager Because Obviously In the build up to last week People were talking about You know if you had to pick one There would be A bit more pressure on Rangers Because they They kind of Need this If you like Because you know Celtic are presumably Going to mm-hmm. go on and win the league you, you heard all those types of discussions But In a 90 minute Spell Anything can happen Rangers pull it back to 2-1 You know the Celtic Ange Postecoglou knows you can You can lose games You can you can lose cup finals And with that Would have come The first real opportunity For anyone to To criticise Or to say that there was maybe just a, a Chink of weakness there Or whatever Since I don't know A few games in When he eventually um, Started winning But even When those questions were asked did it with a minimal fuss at the weekend. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. And like you said, even when Rangers made it two one, and the way that the players dealt with adversity was, was fantastic. And you know, Anders ever so quiet on the side. You know, he says very few words, but when he speaks, everyone kind of no, really. no, it doesn't say a lot at all. Genuinely, sometimes you wouldn't even know he's there. He, he, that means for me, his team are well prepared. They know what they need to do, and that's against teams that are changing formation, trying to sit behind the ball, playing a four at the back, a five at the back, and he doesn't sit there and start pulling players about because he trusts the players, and the reason he trusts them is because they're well coached by him and his staff. They know what they need to do. They know the levels of expectation that he has for them, and that takes time to do that. But you know, he's came in and done it in a short space of time, and. Listen, as Cammy said there, Celtic fans, just enjoy him. Don't worry about what's next for him or next for the club. Just just enjoy him and what, what he's doing at this moment in time. Because as I said before, this is the best football I've seen from a Scottish team in eight years. Mm, thank you very much to John. It's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football.
Last minute winner for Gordon Diel last night It was dramatic A last minute winner 4-3 I think it was uh, In the end And if you fancy it tonight 01419511025 Your chance oh, to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley is here And so is Cammy Bell And if you want to get in touch It's that usual number 01419511025 I'll be honest with you I'll share my thought process From today if anyone cares Every morning This show consumes my life Right, I wake up And straight away I think Wonder what we'll talk about tonight And as the day goes on I'm constantly checking Twitter Any big stories breaking What are we going to do What are we going to talk about And I thought It might be a bit quieter tonight Because it is Wednesday after all We're kind of in that middle of the week It is mobbed on those phone lines <laughs> Still uh, With discussion of Sunday uh, And I suppose freshened up a bit By the news that that revamp If Michael Beale's word is to be Acknowledged is Underway at Rangers James Sands Loan agreement Coming to an end today So if you've got any thoughts On that We did start to hear From Celtic fans Towards the tail end Of that hour Who maybe feel that In the In the post-mortem From Rangers side of things Praise for them Has been lost That's fine Pick up the phone And I'll keep saying it Dundee United fans Come on Jim Goodwin Is he the man for you Or not Let us know Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Slash football Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time Been a straightforward Well, straightforward in terms of results A 5-0 for Roger Hanna on Monday Just too good, that guy Um, Not so easy for Gordon Dale last night But he did get over the line And I'm hoping that Willie and Lanark Can get us up and running for the listeners tonight How's it going, Willie? Uh, Not too bad, I've got to be honest Good, have you ever played before? Uh, No, that's my first time Good, you take the usual story You play along at home, fancy your chances uh, aye well obviously you, you like to think you're not, You've got a wee bit of knowledge So exactly. you carry on Exactly Although Marvin You've come in tonight And admitted that You've been listening at home And you do yeah. Even you notice That it's much easier Willie it's a lot lot easier All I'm going to say to you Is when Gordon says Are you ready And then it starts The pressure really does hit you mate <laughs> So I mean, what, what's easier Because I know you either listen When you're driving Or when you're walking the dog On the podcast what, is, that, is that your chemist Yeah that's, that's And you're not involved in it mm. you know, No one's listening to your answers To laugh You know I, I get a lot of abuse at work Because you won't be calm in the car <laughs> You strike me as a road rager No I'm chilled I'm a podcast man Or like Whether I'm listening to this live Or whatever I else I've got a message from someone the other day so forgive me for not giving you your shout out they've obviously spotted you in your not so subtle club <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the manager of the I Queen of the it. South he's got the big Queen of the South bus <laughs> so someone messaged me saying I take it Marvin got a car as well <laughs> um, anyway so now you can't because people know who you are Yeah, I always used to forget about that because I would spend a lot a lot of time in my previous role in this company driving a big branded Clyde One car and it had on every side the bonnet <laughs> the roof the lot and there was just no hiding place so you, you watch yourself on those roads anyway heads Willie it will be Cammy Tails it will be Marvin Bartley do you like that Mr QOS bus <laughs> okay. who did he want Willie who did you want to play he, he, wanted, to he wanted you yes <laughs> Willie I said Marvin because he played Dougie last week and he's still on but what was the fallout from that I forgot you He's played. actually called me today Did again, you forget Dougie. this Look at the confusion in your face Doogie Emery Phoned in and played me oh, And got sweet. pumped <laughs> Did I beat, he? I beat him Yes <laughs> I've got Dougie. one win in five uh, minutes It was against outrageous him. wasn't it 
I mean, he's, he's listening today. He says he's gonna, back on. He's going to listen today because he's at home and he's calm, so he can see how many he gets. That was good fun, right? Anyway, right. There's Marvin. Good luck, we'll give him Some Clyde too, Willie. Thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can if you want to pass and move on. That's fine by me. Okay. Okay. Let's go then. Your thirty seconds starts now. <sighs> Apart from Celtic, who's the only other league side to beat Rangers this season? Uh, mother. Which current Scotland player plays for Club Bruges? Pass. In what year did Kieran Tierney join Arsenal? 2019. Who wears number 10 for Rangers? Pass. Name either scorer for Partick Thistle against Dundee last night. Pass. Which SPFL team did Jim Goodwin start his managerial career with? Melker Holberg has been capped three times by which national side? Melker Holberg. Uh, Denmark Okay let's bring back Marvin You got us? Yeah right I need some water Alright we'll just wait <laughs> to take a drink He's definitely the most hydrated pun that we've ever had Have you ever seen a water bottle <laughs> that size? It's outrageous Massive <laughs> Unbelievable I can't believe you managed to speak during the show You drink it so often Are you ready? I'm ready Let's go Apart from Celtic Who are the only other league side to beat Rangers this season? Dundee United Who, Which current Scotland player plays for Club Bruges? Jack Hendry In what year did Kieran Tierney join Arsenal? 2019 Who wears the number 10 jersey for Rangers? Tillman Name either scorer for Partick Thistle against Dundee last night Brian Graham Which SPFL team did Jim Goodwin start his managerial career Alloa. with? Melker Holberg has been capped three times by which national side? Sweden Okay What do you think Willie? Oh, I think he just took him with me. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin gets Marvin gets mayor gets to be mayor of Lanark if he beats one yes. more person from from Lanark. Um, if he beats one more person, he can drive his sheep up the tin centre. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to Lanark? Probably. No. What do you mean probably? I, I just, why would you Why did, would you have been there? That's why I'm asking. I don't think you have. No. I'm just curious. I know nothing about you, but I just don't where think. is it? I'll tell you off. Yeah. Is it like no, but which which direction? Like wherever I'm driving towards England or Yeah, like south of Yeah, no, I have so like I have mixed. been there. Yeah. I have driven past there, yeah. It's really nice actually. Good, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was the Mar- Marvin's he's never been looking at his face. I drive, What's I drive nice about from it? there. Um the greenery. There's some nice houses. There's actually some nice houses That's in true, the countryside. Right? Anyway, it's decent. What's happened to this show? Um none of you got the first one. What was the first question? St Johnston or the other league team to beat oh. Rangers um, Willie's tried to forget about it to be fair So I forgive him um, But you should have got it 6th of November oh, Who should have got it? Me? Yeah <laughs> Why not Willie? He's student of the game Willie's trying to forget about okay, it Okay, scarred from it um, The Scotland player who plays for Club Bruges Is Jack Hendry 1-0 to Marvin In what year did Kieran Tierney join Arsenal? It was 2019 A really boring anecdote As to why I'll remember that That was my last ever boys holiday And I say that Because I'll never do it again <laughs> After that Right We were turning 30 It seemed like a good idea And Kieran Tierney and I Are from similar parts of the world And he was there He was in the same place with his, with, his, <laughs> uh, with his with his mates And we met up And went And he'd, he's obviously A consummate professional Doesn't drink or whatever And he was just recovering From his surgery Of some sort I think it was hernia yeah, yeah. And the sight of Various other Drunk Scotsman Sort of jumping on him oh And like my. prodding him And whatever Was giving me the real fear That the move was going to be scuppered Because it was like the month before it Yeah um, And it all went ahead And I'll, 2019 etched in my memory For that reason 2-1 To Marvin Stephen Davis Where's number 10? Oh 
Yeah. Wow. Willie yeah. would have got that. No, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> Two one. Oh. <laughs> Some William people just don't do uh, uh, shot Green numbers. Freeze. I've Green noticed freeze. that. No, but I've noticed that Willie because take Andy Halliday as an example. Brilliant to beat the pundit. Great knowledge. Doesn't do shot numbers or stadiums. Just can't yeah. can't do them. Um, Brian Graham scored for Thistle last night. I'm worried for you here, Willie. It's three one. Who do Willie guess? Uh, none passed. <laughs> oh, Willie, we're gonna ban your number, mate. Billy's <laughs> Billy's um, uh, Willie's pass. Now calling you Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Willie's pass pass uh, numbers were pretty good on this game. I must admit. Uh, Jim Goodwin started at Alawa four one to Marvin. Malker Holberg. Willie gave me a guess on this one. He said Denmark. But it's Sweden. Sweden. Oh, well, it's a five-one for Marvin. Oh well, I'm keeping up the the, the, the side for Lanark. <laughs> exactly. You and Dougie Emery can meet up and tag <laughs> team Marvin I'll next time. I'll, I'll see Dougie in the Turkish barbers if we can have a wee laugh. <laughs> what a guy! Uh, Brilliant, Dougie, Willie. If you're listening again. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We didn't say bye to Willie. Is he, he still there? I said bye. So oh, bye, bye Willie. Yes. Like, hopefully, he's still listening. Comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, comfortable that was comfortable Marvin. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, I'm happy Disappointed with that. in that actually Why? It's like it when you lose <laughs> <laughs> So do a lot of people Andy who works at By the way I need to give him a shout out Hampton Palace Every time I go in He's like Oh he lost to beat the pundit First thing he says to me You should not have said that right I've got really Really worrying news for you Oh no Because he, he might have forgotten But He listens in the bath On a Wednesday night As you know Gordon DL yeah. Last night He found out He discovered that That's where you train Oh no I let it slip oh. And he said He's, he's He's coming down. He says he's he's gonna and he says he's gonna wear his tracksuit and hope that like you can give him a, a, a job to do. <laughs> yeah. This guy has got more free time than anyone. He is often seen stalking around the Lanarkshire area. <laughs> he lives five minutes from there and he says he's gonna come down. So see he's more he, than welcome. You off tomorrow? No, we're in. Tell him to come down tomorrow. Nah, you're off. <laughs> Make it Friday, Gordon. I'm making listening. Oh, what a guy. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Right, back to the serious stuff. Football's far too serious to be joking about <laughs> sheep in Lanark, Main Street, or whatever else. Let's bring in Josh, who's got some points for the guys. Take it away, Josh. How are we doing, lads? Yeah, uh, Marvin and Cammy and Gordon. Uh, good, to, good to hear you. Um, Listen, um, one thing that um, I've kind of been reflecting on over the past few days, guys, um, was one of Beale's pressers uh, the week leading up to the game on Sunday. Um, he talked about the injury list. Now, there was three boys who were in doubt. Tillman was a doubt. Lundstrom was a doubt. And for the life of me, I can't remember the third. There was another main Jack. Jack, that was it. Yeah. Um, so he was talking about that um, during the week um, and I remember a specific line uh, I don't know if you remember God but it, but it came out at one point and he said come Friday that that may change a couple of the, the, the a couple of the boys' tunes may change in terms of their fitness he said something to that effect yeah um, and I watched the game on Sunday and I think it's blatant to see with, with, with everyone you know a blind man could see it that Tillman and Lundstrom were clearly not fit. Right? They didn't look fit. Um, so I suppose my, my question is really for the guys. Um, at what point does the responsibility fall on the player to admit that they're not fit? Right? Because in any line of work you go into, if you go into, if I go into my work tomorrow and I'm not physically capable of carrying out my work, then I'm going to be more of a hindrance to my colleagues. Um, and that's what I've seen on Sunday. I've seen two players who did not look fit, 
um, go in and, and they were a hindrance because if they'd ruled themselves if they'd said to Beal on the Friday look I'm, I'm 80% I'm not going to be fit enough I'm not going to be 100% for this on Sunday would he have picked Raskin and Cantwell very possibly so I suppose my question for Marvin and Cammy would be um, well one did they do that in their careers um, but to how much of an onus on the players is there to be honest with their manager about their own fitness Good question, right? So what does that process look like generally? Yeah, listen, um, I think first and foremost you'll find that a lot of players will play with niggly injuries. Um, very few and far between was the, the times that I played when I was 100% fit. I would always be carrying something there again. But if they haven't trained all week, I think um, it probably becomes to... If Michael Beale was saying, look, on Friday, that's when we'll be assessing the players and, and what condition they're in, how how much percent they are fully fit... Um, them guys are, are obviously putting themselves out on the training pitch Michael Beale is then assessing them on the training pitch of How they're moving, how they're interacting with the training session that's going on And, and how they're participating in it um, And then ultimately, it's always Michael Beale's decision of who he puts on the pitch It's his decision of what team he mm. plays And what he feels is best to go and get yeah. the victory in that game Who gets the final say, Marvin, your experience Let's take, take Livy as, yeah. an, as a recent example Player Physio Manager What does that That Triangle look like Yeah first and foremost I, th- I think the player As Cammy says Will put themselves out there To train Because there's been at times In my career When a physio said You're not fit to train I said no no I am And I'm going to mm-hmm. train So that that definitely happens I think the manager will, will have a team in his mind And if those players Talking about Tillman For example For this one um, If he's out there And he's training And you say to him You know How are you feeling He says listen I'm pain free I'm ready to go then, then you play them. You know that that onus is upon the player, and you hope that they're going to be honest enough with you to say, "Yep, yeah, I'm fine. I'm ready to go." Um, so, you know. and I guess then is that does timing come into it? Because I think the extended part of Josh's question is mm-hmm. fine. Okay, a player might say that, but as a manager or a coaching staff or as a physio, not watching them in training in the lead up and saying, "No, you're not fit," but presumably, if you declare yourself on the th- I don't know the Thursday or the yeah. Friday or whatever, then there's not real time for. No, there's not, and, and that wouldn't be, be uncommon, would it? Yeah, no, it wouldn't be uncommon at all. And a lot of be will be shape work. You know, a lot of managers like to do two days before a match, which would have been the Friday. So if he's came through Friday session, and and you're looking at him, there's no doubt about it. Michael Beale would be out there, and the physios and the rest of the coaching staff keeping an eye on those players who have just came back into it to make sure they are okay. Um, but if you don't see anything within there, within the way that they're running or anything else, and you say no, they look absolutely fine to me, and then I speak to them and say no, I'm, I'm fit to play, and they're in your thoughts to play, then you go and play them. Um, you know, if Tim would have gone out there and, and scored two goals, probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, was he injured out there? I don't think so. I just think it was one of those games that Celtic were better than Rangers and, and he struggled to get on the ball and, hmm. in the final third where he affects things. And, you know, we're kind of looking for excuses. Yeah, I think the quote Josh was talking about was, it's a final against a big rival. I'm 100% sure one or two will declare themselves fit around Friday <laughs> or Saturday. Whether they are, I'll have to make the choice on that. So that would sort yeah, of back. He, yeah, he will make the choice. Um, but like you said, it's a cut final, Gordon. There's not a player out there that's going to... Say yeah. no, I'm I'm unfit. If you can go out there and you can hobble through it, and we all do it as pros, you do it as Sunday league players. Mm. You run up the steps to to chest yourself, don't you? Oh, I'm fine. I got to the top of the stairs. I'm all right. We all do it. It's crazy. I've done it as a pro. I'm sure Cammy yeah. has as well. You know, so it doesn't change from what level of football you play. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? No, no. I mean, look. I think um, there's an element of toxic masculinity about all this. Um, I mean, see, at the end of the day, right? I think at times in football, we have. Uh, we have a, you know, we look we look at players at times and be like, oh, brilliant, he's playing through the pain and, and this, that and the other. But I watched the game on Sunday 
And we were slow as anything. We lacked energy. I mean, Lundstrom, he, he missed his flight home face of all, by the way. Um, like Kamara, he fell off a cliff um, for the title winning season two, two years ago. Um, I just feel that, that we lacked a huge amount of energy. Um, and, and for me as a fan, right, I don't particularly care if um, John Lundstrom or um, Ryan Jack, who started the bench, or Tillman, um, gets to play in a cup final. I want 11 players on the pitch who are capable of uh, performing to their maximum physical ability so that we have a chance to beat Celtic. Um, and I just feel that if we had had the, the energy in midfield that, that Raskin certainly brought in the last two games and that Tillman brings when he's 100% fit, then I think the outcome would have been very different um, or could have been very different because we've seen it when he made the subs. Um so yeah, I mean, d- disappointing from that sense. Uh, Josh, Josh sorry, just just on that, and you say that you felt that Rangers lacked energy. Do you think Rangers lacked energy, or Celtic just simply had more energy? But I both, Marvin. Um, yeah. I think we've. I think we've. I mean, look. look I mean, Celtic. They, they, I mean, they they have this kind of ferociousness about the way they play, um, and it's. I mean, Maeda. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what, what the hell he's on. I mean, he's so he's probably one of the fittest players I've ever seen in Scottish football. Um, but I also think that for a long period of time, we've particularly um, when we're in possession and we're on the attack, we look so lacking in energy, and we've got no whip about our passes, we've got no flow about our movement. Um, and while I mean, I mean, the best I've seen players that do was probably Hearts, um, but I, I don't um, I, even at that game, I, I don't think I've seen a similar kind of. Um, that's some those similar kind of motions that you see Celtic go through every single week right now, um, and I think that's one of the biggest problems that that Beale's got to solve over the summer is that with you know the clear out or revamp or whatever word you want to use, is we need to bring in players who um, who have energy, who have drive, um, and who are able to you know move between the lines um, when we're playing it forward. That fair, Cammy. There's always a lot of comparisons made that they are unavoidable. But can you just some of the some of the, the stuff you read after? And I've seen a lot of it about you know Rangers didn't almost like you know didn't try enough or didn't run enough and didn't put themselves about enough. And I'm never I'm never really sure about how how easy that stuff is to prove or how much it can sometimes look that way when you're up against yep. an opponent that's simply doing their job better than you are. Yeah, ultimately, listen, Celtic have been playing with that energy, that intensity in their game for so long now, it's second nature to them, they play every single game like that, um, Rangers haven't quite found the, I wouldn't, and again, I look at Michael Beale's period since he's came in, they haven't hit the ground running, they've been getting results, but I wouldn't say that every game that's, that's been under Michael Beale has, has been a good performance or a, a fluid performance. Um, so yeah I think there is a difference And it's going to take time For Rangers to bring in new players I do agree with, with Josh That they do need a little bit of More energy and pace um, But again Going back to Josh's point About the injury stuff It sounds like he's more questioning Michael Beale's selection He's saying Lundstrom mm. Missed the, the plane back from Seville That's nothing to do with his injury Because that game was, was last season So it's, it's him saying Look he's not turned up this season um, To the standard that he should be for Rangers So it's more him Josh, I would say probably questioning Michael Beale's selection rather than these injury yeah. questions. I think that's an excuse to injury question. Can it can it can it look that way? Because let's be honest, we the three of us and Josh, mm-hmm. we will never actually find out if Malik Tillman was fully fit. 
we just won't. We can no one, no one's ever going to admit it. He might think he was. You know, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a grey sort yeah. of area. Um, I was just loving the fact that I was out of the studio at the weekend. Went and I have to admit, like everybody else, he absolutely did not look fit. And maybe not even necessarily the start of the game, but I think maybe just into the game was there some sort of collision, mm-hmm. some sort of knock, and that that seemed to set him back even further. But is that definitely someone who's lacking fitness, or? Can, you, can it look that way when you're just not at it Or when the other team's doing their job better than you are Or whatever Is it, yeah. is it automatic that he wasn't fit? Yeah, I think, like you said there I think you can look at many games And, you know, when For me, Celtic were better than Rangers for large parts of it And you can say, oh, that player doesn't look fit Or that player doesn't look fit You know, we had it kind of on the geo You know, when we're saying the players don't look fit, etc, etc Tillman's kind of injury and, and coming back from that as I said earlier you know if he says to the, the manager and the physio declares himself fit and they want to play and they play him you know he could have got a knock early Gordon and felt it he could have done the warm up and felt it a little bit more because you know let's be honest he wouldn't have been 100% fit because he's not trained for a, for a small period of time um, but he said he was fit he said he was fit to be out there and, and Tillman wouldn't want us you know using excuses you know he's a, a fantastic player who for me does really really well and probably being harshly treated um, because they've lost the cup final but you know he said he was fit and Unfortunately, Rangers have lost the game. So now, you know, fans will look at things and say, well, that wasn't acceptable. But, you know, Michael Beale's also in the infancy of what he's doing at Rangers. You know, it's new to him. Um, you know, maybe he'll learn from this. You know, he's going to learn from the kind of the bad experiences as well. And maybe next time he goes to a cup final when he has the same situation, he says, do you know what? Remember when that happened last time? You know, maybe I won't start. Maybe I will put him on a bench, a player like that, and then mm. we can bring them on for 15 or 20 minutes. 0141 That was Josh. Thank you to him. And it's a good time to call. We'll get these guys a teaser next as well. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Cammy Bell are here. 0141-951-1025. Twitter at Clyde SSB. And it's the only part of the night I give you a third piece of contact information. I know it's a bit much, but we'll do it anyway. Full time at Clyde1.com. The only reason you email that is to submit a question for the full time teaser. Which is always good fun uh, I, So much so that I actually spent the break Rhyming off Monday and Tuesday's full-time teaser to Cammy <laughs> and Marvin That's not going to help you tonight You're going to need to do this one uh, And Mark has sent it in <laughs> Tough, I think Wow oh, Sorry, no, yeah, come on. Uh, I tried to find one that was a bit easier Because <laughs> you two are dumb ones But we'll see um, Can you name the last eight players Oh no Right, you've at least got a chance for a couple of them, Marvin And then Cammy, you're going to have to produce some absolute magic here <sighs> Can you name the last eight players To score in a Scottish League Cup final But they've never won the competition The last eight players to score in a Scottish League Cup final But never won There's an easy one to kick off, come on Martin Boyle No Nisbet now why are they two not on the list? Well, You've confused oh, me here. Hold on, on. Yeah. I must be reading it wrong. I know, I know. I must be reading it wrong. No, because hold on, no, it's, it's reading fine. week. They didn't. They didn't score on it. There we are. That's all. He just said it with we such didn't. confidence. That's not. Come on, Mister Hibbs. What they didn't? Who scored for Hibbs against Celtic last season? Fortress. Come on, Mister Hibbs. No, Hanlon. Come on, Mister Hibbs. Yes, Paul Hanlon. I you had me worried there. He's won. Yes. Paul Hanlon. Okay Yeah Come on Like a really easy one Like a really 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 easy one 
Come on, Morelos. Yes, Sunday. thank yeah. you, my uh, goodness. No, uh, listen. He had me really worried there. I played in the game. We lost to uh-huh. Australia, but I can't remember what the score was. It two one. Uh huh. And Liam Fontaine set them up. Liam Fontaine. Yes. Yeah. And then he went to the other end and set them up. So hold on, you played in that game and you couldn't even remember. What chance have we got? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was there, I don't even remember you playing, you obviously. Yeah, I elbowed Brian a, Graham and then he was my teammate about three months later. Really? <laughs> I was straight, I thought, oh no, I'm off. The referee started blowing his whistle frantically, running over. I was like, oh no, I'm in trouble here. And he's like, yellow card, like that. Emily on? Ah, yeah. Really? Really, uh, I was really frustrated. I don't know what he'd done. I think he tripped me up earlier on in the game. See if with VAR, oh, that was it. I was going to try and look that up. Do you think I such a gone. thing exists? Got Marvin Bartley's elbow and Brian Graham, and then literally he'd sign for us. Like, oh, you're right, big man. How's this for a seamless transition? <laughs> Speaking of Brian Graham, what about Partick Thistle's victory? Like that? Mm. Andy was on Beat Great. the Pundit as well. Um, Partick Thistle's victory last night shakes things up even further. Does anyone actually want to kick on and win that championship? Queen's Park looking good. Um, Thistle did their chances of the playoffs no harm at all. What about Hugh? Who's a Partick Thistle fan? How pleasing was that last night, Hugh? Absolutely fantastic, guys. I uh, can't believe I was watching the same team. First question I've got to ask, where did that, where did that pace come from? The pace was, was 100 miles an hour last night. I could not believe. And we are much more physical eh, under Dillon than we were under Ian McCall. So, absolutely delighted for the, for the team. It just shows the... I'm just wondering... If the players are showing more commitment under Doolan than they did under Ian McCall. Ah, it's the age-old question, isn't it? Where was that performance? Mm. People in my uh, neck of the woods, my fellow Motherwell fans, you know, similar sort of thing. Cammy, you watch an awful lot of the Championship. Yep. How big was last night? Oh, massive, massive for, for Partick Thistle. Um, again, it's a, it's a club that have been there or thereabouts. They've got a big, big budget this season. That's probably why, obviously, the new ownership have came into the club and wanted a change. Um, they, listen, they maybe felt as if it needed a change to freshen things up. Chris Dolan's came in, a club legend, um, and, and had some really good results since he's came in. He's got a reaction from the players. Um, there's still a huge opportunity for them again to go up. I, I want to say they still can go up um, directly, but I think it's going to be a big task for them. But definitely the playoffs mm. is there for them. And the playoffs, as we know, is a lottery, and it would be brilliant to see Partick Thistle yeah. back in the league. I mean, wasn't enough to technically move them into the playoff no. spots, but you've now mm. got third, fourth, and fifth are all on 40 points. Granted, Aaron Morton do have a. Um, a, a game in hand Do they play each other In that game in yeah, hand Yeah they play on the so, Midweek But it was also A great result for Thistle A terrible result For Dundee Marvin yeah. And a good result then With knock on effects For Queen's Park Are now four points clear um, With everyone um, Having played The right amount of games If you like You know the, Their gap won't beaten into Any more than that It's like the old Internet meme isn't it It's like Dundee United Are the crisis <laughs> club In the city And then Dundee Hold my beer It's that, it's that <laughs> sort of thing um, Because that was a massive opportunity for them last night. And that's not to take anything away from Thistle, but um, that's, a, that's a blow. Yeah, it's a massive blow. And I think, you know, even looking at their last four games, they've won one and they've lost two. And that's not a team who, you know, are challenging for, for the title. You know, that's not the sort of form yeah. that you, you, you need to be in. Championship's a bit like that sometimes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly at the business end of it. Um, you know, but I watched Dundee against Morton and, and obviously Morton were fantastic against them um, ever so recently. And then obviously, like you said, they've, they've lost 3-1 at home and, you know, the fans 
the fans demand an awful lot from that club. Um, you know, they've got they've got a lot of good players, and again, Cammy's talking about budgets. Their budgets are really big there, and they're they're a Premier League team, aren't they? They just need to get across the line. But Queens Park have been absolutely fantastic this season. Um, it's been really good, obviously, watching them and them go about their business. But you know, it's going to be a real fight to the wire, I think, between themselves and Dundee. It doesn't take much nowadays, Hugh. You know, we've seen it loads of times. We've been talking about Motherwell situation, Stuart Kettlewell. You win a couple of games. But how do you feel about Chris Dillon? Yeah, I think Chris Dillon should be given a job at least until the end of the season. Um, yeah, I'd be delighted with Chris Dillon. Um, he's working more. Our defence has been very poor. But under Dillon, in the last three games, the defence has been brilliant. Um, he's now working on the shape of the, the team where... Rumours are flying around for how Ian McCall never worked uh, on on the shape of of, of the Thistle side. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm half too delighted. And don't get me wrong, I was a big Ian McCall fan, but uh, the last six, seven, eight games under him, it was like watching Kane dry. Really, really poor. Yeah, thank you very much to Hugh. Uh, what about Andrew and Lindsay then? Same question, I guess, Andrew. To kick it off Chris Dillon Is he showing his credentials For at least To the end of the season Or have you got other ideas No How are you doing guys First of all I, Good things I, I, I do agree It's a difficult one So to begin with To be honest with you When Dillon came in I think when you when you saw His first interview You could tell he was nervous He'd been thrown into the job But In the last kind of couple of weeks he's, he's interviews before The last two games You can feel he's I feel he's settling in and just to touch on Hugh's point there, it's, it's mental that the guy that's one of the top goal scorers for the club, he's actually shored up the defence, firstly, um, which is <laughs> a really, really good thing to see. Um, and just, again, just it's a, really the away form for me that's, that's the big thing. We've had our first three games away from home we're doing, and we've taken seven points out of nine. Now, somebody told me a stat last night, which, again, I may be, I may be incorrect, but I think the call only took seven points away from home all season. So far, so I think it's it's a really big improvement. So I can't really see the club not giving them to at least the end of the season now. I love that because it kind of reminds me um, of when Celtic fans used to phone in and sort of assume that John Kennedy organised the defence because he was a defender. So that sort of doesn't always you know work that way. And then yeah. Andrew's saying that it is, there's like an irony there that Chris Dillon known for banging them in for Thistle, but actually what they needed perhaps was to. To shore up a bit, and that's been the difference so far. Yeah, and like you said, he's you know he's, he's worked on the shape and stuff, and given him a bit of structure. And listen, there's some very very good players within that team. Um, you know, Brian Graham, the experience he has, and people like Scott Tiffany, etc. Don't try and um, get in with them now. No, they they do have some good players, but you know, as, as Andrew said there, you know, the, the away form's been fantastic, and and maybe it was made slightly easier, you know, having those away games to start with, you know, so he could get kind of his points across and go against teams who probably say, listen, Parsik have just changed manager, he's inexperienced, let's go at them. Um, you know, so that that's a fantastic start for him and, and I agree with Andrew, you know, giving it to, to him till the end of the season is only right, I think. Yeah, totally agree. I think Dools will do a, a really good job. What he'll bring is a freshness, a, a huge enthusiasm. This is his first job, his first opportunity in management. Um, and again, it, it's great to see that he has identified that the defence is the weakness and that's where he first and foremost needs to work on. And I agree with that. When you've got players like Brian Graham up front in the Championship, guarantees you goals in games mm-hmm. Brian Graham does in the Championship. So if you can shore up your defence and make sure you're not conceding, then you've got opportunity, if you've got Brian Graham on the pitch, that you're going to win the game and get yourself three points. And he's done a good job so far and hopefully that can continue for him. Uh, but like we said, maybe the, the other delighted party in all of this is 
it's Queen's Park oh, Listen, Queen's Park's story and the, the journey that they've been on has been incredible um, The way they've structured the club's really impressive for me as well They've spent a lot of money on the infrastructure um, and, and they've not overspent on the budget of players um, Simon Murray again was one that yeah. everyone looked at and thought Do you know, he's going to be a massive miss They've replaced him with Connor Shields as came in um, But they didn't, they didn't go over the top and, mm-hmm. and try and keep him with a huge... Offering and yeah. wages and stuff, so I think they've got their model really, really good. They've got good people in the background, Leanne um, Dempster's Leanne Dempster, obviously yeah. there. So yeah, so they're, they're they're doing really well, and it's going to be for me. It's a team that can get any sort of consistency between now and the end of the season because we know that any team can be any mm. team in the championship. What do you think, Andrew? How are you feeling about a playoff place and and what perhaps um, that that could end up like? Yeah, I think again. <laughs> Back in October, kind of time we're, we're sitting top of the league, and then we kind of go on that bad run. And I think, to be honest with you, when it comes to the playoffs, the way that the playoffs are set up, the minimum for me, for me, is second if we've got a chance. Mm. The amount of games you've got to play, and it's really set up for the Premiership team for me. I'm just looking back from uh, a previous scenario when when Alan Archibald took over the club, we were eight points off Morton. We came back, we won the league that season. Now I'm not going ahead of myself and say we're going to win the league, but. I certainly do think that, that second is very achievable um, if Dylan continues the way he's been going. Yeah, the play, look, the playoffs are tough, but you never know. You get in there, trying to think the last example. In fact, when Dun, did Dundee come up through the playoffs, I don't think they finished second, did they? <sighs> now I'm, try, try I'm annoyed that I've brought that up now. Um, <laughs> I, and you're probably wrong. The last time <laughs> Dundee came up. It's difficult. There's not a lot of teams do it that they go through the whole... I've been there twice and went from, I think I was... Finished third both times, so we've had to play the whole um, lot of games and, and failed in both occasions of trying to get up with with the clubs that I was at. So it's such a hugely difficult mm. task after a long season, yeah. and then you have to play six games in a three weeks period. It's it's a it's a tough task. I'm not at myself. You're wrong. Are you, are you right? No, I don't know. I think I like the way you, you said it once, and no, then they started did, they saying did. it again. And you said it really slowly. <laughs> they were runners up. <laughs> oh, they beat Kelly, didn't they? In the Playoffs, but they were runners up. I think. Okay. <sighs> Forget. Someone it, will know who the last team there must was. be. Someone. I did search Marvin Bartley elbow Brian Graham on Google. It's not giving me any videos. I typed it into Twitter and it's got one rep- one result. That's it. Someone called Craig Farquhar back in March 2016. He'll be wondering why his tweet's been read out. And so I'll tell you what: watching the final back, Marvin Bartley's a lucky, lucky boy. Blatant elbow. And Brian Graham. It's Best mate yes, Brian There we are Thank you to Hugh and Andrew Delighted Partick Thistle fans And I'll tell you what I know we spend a lot of our time Focused on the top flight But the championship is One to watch Between now and the end of the season It's going to be fantastic How are you two faring On this teaser then We were asking you Can you name Eight The last eight players To score in a Scottish League Cup final uh, But never win one um, And by the way That was Mark Who sent that in Full time At Clyde1.com If you want in on the action you have Morelos from the weekend. You have Paul Hanlon from last season. Um, Kyogo sort of burst that bubble about 10 seconds, yeah. it felt like, after <laughs> uh, Hibbs scored Liam Fontaine in the game that Marvin played in. And this is where it gets harder, I must say. Is there a couple of Aberdeen boys on there? Cause they've had... No. No? Oh, well, I'm done then. Okay. Coming over to you, pal. Um, no, I, listen, I, to be honest, I was too caught up in the championship talk there. So I mean, I'm thinking. Martin's not a strong point. Yeah. <laughs> Inverness? Yeah. Uh, no. Um. Mm. Okay. 
you know, I want to know if Mark's really put a lot of effort into this question. No, I think I think, no, I think he's. I think it's all. I think it's all good. Um, I mean, Cammy, I'm trying to think. Did you ever? I mean, you obviously were part. You were at Kelly when they won it. Yeah, I won it. Yeah. There is a Kelly player in there. Oh, good. Um, was it bef- so? That would be before it, and um, when they got beat off. Two thousand seven. Two thousand and seven. Yeah, who did he get beat off? Hibbs. Mm. No, Gordon doesn't know. He doesn't say it slowly. I don't have all the details yeah, on right, my sheet. Okay. <laughs> That's all um, you need to know. All right, I'll give you some thinking time. Okay, very tough, but we'll give you some thinking time. Some help. Okay. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Cammy Bell are here into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time to get your calls in. Still no Dundee United fans, but I'll keep plugging away. We'll do it eventually. Um, it looks like you're closing in on Jim Goodwin. Want to know what you make of that as a managerial uh, appointment? Please do let us know. Right, I gave you some valuable thinking time on the full time teaser, and I must admit, Cammy Bell and the full time teaser don't always get on that well. Right, it's an understatement, but. He's putting in a, a man of the match performance during that break. <laughs> Some of the shouts he's coming out with. Can you name the last eight players to score in a Scottish League Cup final, but never win one? Now you had Morelos, very easy from the weekend. Paul yep. Hanlon, simple as well last season. Marvin played when Liam Fontaine did it, so that helps. Uh, and here it gets a bit trickier. So what was your what was your sort of thinking? Give me give me maybe. We were, Two more shows Again so. What we were doing I was trying to go back To, to games that I'd maybe seen Or been involved in That I remember, would help Yes So remember Kilmarnock being in the League Cup final Well that's where we ago. left it Didn't we yep, before the so, break um, And they got absolutely pumped That game mm. by Hibs uh, And it was Gordon Greer It was Gordon Greer Well done Scotland international Defender Um Marvin, I feel like you've done your work here. This is yeah, I've got nothing. I like the way that Cammy's a really nice guy. Like he said, like we were thinking, and see if that was me, I would have just been honest and say Cammy's not helped. So Cammy, I'm not even going to take any credit for this, mate. It's all over, all over to you. But thank you for involving me. The, these were in the year five <laughs> BM before Marvin, yeah. right? So I've got um, no idea. So good shout. One more then. One more we went with was um, Ryan Stevenson for Hearts. Got a double, did they not? Yes. And lost to St Mirren. Well done. All right, so that's five, is it? Three to get Okay. I don't think you'll get them all. It's no going to be tough, yep. I think we could make a bit more of a I dent. I think we can. I think, I think we can, definitely. It's better than, I, better than I thought. <laughs> right, maybe we'll just tee up the Dundee United fans for when it all kicks off, presumably uh, tomorrow or Friday then. Mm-hmm. We'll discuss it amongst ourselves if they want to call in in the last few minutes of the show. They can. Jim Goodwin, Dundee United, what do you make of it? Surprised? Yeah, I am. I am a little bit surprised, if I'm honest. Um, You know, I thought Jim may have taken a little bit of time out, but maybe you know he's seen after the Aberdeen. He's still hungry. Obviously, still a a young manager. Um, So yeah, listen, it it was a bit of a surprise to me, but it's a fantastic club. It's a it's a great opportunity with a a really good squad of players on paper. Um, You know, you know, squads on paper don't win games of football, but you know, Jim obviously thinks he can get a turn out of them and. And take them in the correct direction. Um, the only way is really up for them now, isn't it? I mean, w- what a time it's been. A club, Cammy, it's a former club of yours. Yep. I think everyone knows, but the, the, to bookmark some of the main talking points, bottom of the league confirmed that, you know, at the weekend that they didn't improve their place. Liam Fox gets the sack. This is on the backdrop of AGMs and protests and lots of speculation about sporting director Tony Ashgar. Yep. He and 
Liam Fox get backed by the owner last week They're both now gone When we were on air last night Tony Ashgar gone as well And now it looks like Jim Goodwin will succeed Liam Fox Yeah, listen There's no getting away from a, a club that's in absolute turmoil And, and they've been here recently again Before um, I joined them when they went down to the championship I know how difficult it was for the club at that, that moment um, A lot of frustrated fans A lot of fans who had lost um, confidence in the club um, they don't want to go down that route again They really don't They need to get it right um, They've made a big decision That Tony Ashgar has left As sporting director And they've moved the manager on For me I think it, I'm a little bit surprised By Jim Goodwin Taking the job But I think it's a good step It's an a experienced manager At that level And I feel as if That's what they need At the moment in time They do have good players mm. That's that's the thing I keep looking at them And going They'll get out of this They've got good players But were 26 games into the season And they've not done it yet So that's the worrying side of it um, But they do have quality players in that squad I mean it's very simple in one regard Marvin There is one objective to Jim Goodwin then When he takes over that job It's one. It is that simple No great area about what success looks like yeah. You've got In fact they've got a game in hand over The relegation rivals You've got 12 games Yeah, Keep us up Yeah keep us up First and foremost, get off the bottom of the league. Um, you know, I, I, without being disrespectful, I think the team who finishes in the playoff spot for the Premier League is, is going to be safe, um, just because of the difference between the Premier League and the Championship. I thought that until Scottish Cup weekend when Wraith Rovers battered Motherwell and Inverness <laughs> battered Livingston, and it, it got me worried. Yeah, no, I, th- I think they'll be safe. But like you said, you know, Jim will be coming in, and as Cammy said, they're looking at the squad, and there's a great group of players there on paper, and you think he can get a turn out of them. I think he will. Um, I think he's a very, very good manager. I think he'd have learned a lot from what happened at Aberdeen. And listen, a hungry Jim Goodwin's a dangerous Jim Goodwin. And, you know, I think the Dundee United fans would be happy with that appointment. Yeah, I mean, it is it is an interesting one. The other names this time last night looked like Craig Levine was, yep. was in, in the driving seat. But there's Talking only... of names, Gordon, sorry to interrupt you. I'm actually, I'm surprised. I'm not just saying it because he's my mate. Doug Emery, I'm surprised that he was never... Mm-hmm. I think the job he's done at Morton's been absolutely fantastic. Your mate last week, can you... No, I don't know. Listen, when you cross the white line, there are no mates, mm-hmm. but you know he's not He's not on the picture of me today. <laughs> I was surprised that he wasn't He wasn't linked with the job. Someone raised this point to me recently. So I won't even... I could just pass it off as if it was my own. I, can't, I was discussing it with someone. Um, might even have been Roger Hanna. So usually mm-hmm. he's the man behind the good ideas. Yeah. And at the moment, it's just not, for whatever reason, it's not in fashion for... Our struggling Premiership clubs aren't looking at the good Championship managers. Yeah. For whatever that may be. Now, listen, they're all in different, maybe in different sort of places because, like you know, like well, Ian McCall is gone. Last season's success story in that division was Dick Campbell, and yeah. you know, it, is sure. it likely that? So why is that? Why is that not happening? Just curiosity. Again, I don't know. I, I think the the Doogie Emery one. I think he's done an amazing job at Morton, and his time will come to to step on. I just feel as if the clubs at the bottom, the guys that have moved their their managers on, Dundee United, for example, that that have moved their manager on. It was a relatively ex- inexperienced mm-hmm. manager that they already had, and I think that just damages the inexperienced manager's mm. um, chances of getting that job. I think they then mm-hmm. go to the other scale of it and they look for an experienced manager to get them out of the, the position they're in. Um, so I've no doubt that Doug Emery will go on and do fantastic things because he's been brilliant for Morton this season. I've tipped them to definitely be in the playoffs. I think that would be a great achievement. And we spoke about it. you never know what can happen when you're in the playoffs but I just feel that Dundee United especially when you finish fourth we know what happens can't we <laughs> you know what? No, I, got, I got a message I got a message from Robbie who says no one that's ever finished third or fourth has gone all the way so, and got no. promoted alright oh, okay nobody yeah. no this is Inverness closest last season 
Right, okay. Perfect, Hammy. So what you said about Morton are going to finish second now. <laughs> well, Inverness didn't get close because when I was at Dundee United, we went, we went, we finished third and we got to the playoff final, got beat one 0 oh, by Hamilton. So over the two legs, yeah, I, I watched that. that game. You threw one in. <laughs> that, no, that was a mother of me. <laughs> Do you know what? Cammy's been on this show for two years, and I've never once brought that up because he's a nice guy. And, um, Listen, there's plenty of have. His, his lowest moment was my best. And now he's brought it up after two years. Oh, oh, what a relief! I honestly feel so much. People keep asking me, "Have you never asked him about it?" Brilliant. Anyway, on that note, um, let's see how we're. Who were fixed uh, at the end of this teaser? Then uh, you can get in touch tomorrow. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a Jim Goodwin appointment tomorrow. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be Friday, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, the teaser tonight. Thanks again to Mark. Fired over an email to fulltime at clyde1.com. That's the way you have to go about it. Uh, and he says, can you name the last eight players to score in a Scottish League Cup final, but have never won it? Morelos from the weekend. Paul Hanlon from last season. Uh, Liam Fontaine because Marvin played in it elbowed Brian Graham should have been sent off <laughs> Cammy called on his Kilmarnock knowledge to give us Gordon Greer uh, and Ryan Stevenson got a double uh, when St Mirren beat Hearts as well so three to get I've got a, there's one that you've probably seen being shown in the last week or so there's only been a, a few old firm League Cup finals this century Celtic player yeah, so the Christopher Julian game, we all remember that. Yep. It wasn't that one because it was that was obviously one 0 What about twenty eleven? Mark Wilson was Mark Wilson was the Celtic captain for an hour that day, so oh, it was wow. his fault. Celtic lost, didn't him. they? I had a story about Mark Wilson yesterday. Can <gasps> I quickly tell it? Very quick. Right, very, very quickly. I went to watch uh, Dumbarton v Stenhouse Mule and we were speaking about Greg Wilde and someone said to me he's the one who ruined Mark Wilson's Celtic career. No, that was Daniel Kuzan. Was it? Yeah. Oh well they said nah, Greg Wilde gave him a there was absolute a few, torrid There was a few I'll ask him about it tomorrow <laughs> Right what about that final 2011 oh, the, um, the one that I went for was Joe Ledley Unbelievable that, yeah. uh, St David's Day today as well it's, Honestly Oh the link oh. Is there any Nah listen you're done You're Are done yeah. Falkirk playing now? Both Dundee United Both the same final 2008 Striker Yeah used to play for Hearts Yeah I know you're on about as no, well No you don't Yeah used to wear socks really low <sighs> I think he might have But there's yeah. no way You're getting this Cameron It was Craig Levine's man So so No Rubbish Mark DeVries Oh, oh. Yes oh. And yep. the last one Which team? Dundee United again Early What what era when? Again same game Oh same game oh. Got a brother I think That plays Where are you from? Reading Right That's a link No I'm not doing it for you What's the brother called? There's another There's another clue I just can't give you In a family show The answer is Noel Hunt Oh, oh yes Oh wow Noel Hunt. I knew that Nearly Back tomorrow at 6